your business is virtually um, worth nothing if your business, if you are the only one that can do what it is that you're doing um, and you haven't prepared a team or prepared the processes to hand over to someone else. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are so lucky to have with us Brooke Borup because she's an amazing woman and she's going to tell us why. Brooke, tell us who you are and what do you do? Todd, thanks for having me. Um, like you said, my name is Brooke Borup and like the sign says, um, my company is called My Clone Solution. And uh, in business, it's really all about scaling so that you can duplicate yourself. Um, and when you decide that you're ready to sell the business or figure out what your exit strategy is going to be, yeah. now you really have to duplicate, duplicate yourself because you won't be in the business anymore. And your business is only worth um, what it is the business is worth. And if it's only worth what you have in your head, then that's not worth much to anyone else, right? No, no, not it, no matter how cool you are, it doesn't really add a lot of value to anybody else, it, you know, if you're the only one with the information, right? Yep, absolutely. So, so that's my job. So this is a really cool product because and it's a really cool solution because a lot of the people listening to the show are in that position where they they've just launched or they're they're in doesn't have to be a just launch, but there are people who are trying to figure out where do I get my next stage of growth? And a lot of that comes down to, I tell people all the time that what are you growing to what end are you trying to grow? Like, where are you trying to get this business to? And, and how long do you want to keep running this thing? Right? What kind of questions are you helping people with when they come to you with exit strategy questions or what do I need to do to get the business ready to sell? Why all the information's in my head. How do I get it out there? What does that process look like? And where do you start with people? So I wish people were that specific when they came to me. <laughs> they're not. Right? So they're not. Um, the majority of the time I get, a, I get referred um, to my clients by business brokers or business coaches that are helping their clients either um, scale their business yeah. or get ready for exit, right? Because they've already decided that there's a goal in the future. Yeah. And yeah. so we take that goal. And then from an operations standpoint, we start removing you yeah. from your business. Yeah. Um, initially that starts with the download and then we get into how do we want to make the company run with the information that we now have. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's where we're headed. But the questions that people ask, like you had said, how do I get my business ready to um, to scale or to exit? Yeah. There are different facets of that. And when if you are working on an exit strategy, no matter which exit strategy, strategy, oh my gosh, strategy, strategy it is, <laughs> um, you need to make sure that you have a full team of professionals. Yes. So of course you're going to have um, a legal professional. You're going to have a financial professional, maybe multiples. Yeah. Um, and then someone like me who is an operations professional. Gotcha. So I help get your business there, but the finances and the legal stuff need to be taken care of by people in those professions. That's awesome. And, and, and a lot of these people aren't thinking that way. They don't think about that stuff when they're running the day to day, you know, I see a lot of people that they talk about their business nonstop, 
but they really don't have that vision of what the end of their business is going to look like for them. How do you help them see that? Because, you know, I mean, are they, when they get referred to you by a broker, for example, how many of them have not even thought about what they want to get out of their exit or what do they even understand the multiples, how that thing works and things like that? What, what do you see? No, if a business broker sends somebody to me, they have done zero preparation. <laughs> um, so they just they just woke up one day, usually after some sort of a health scare, yeah. or um, you know they've had a family mem- member enter the business, you know whatever, and they're like, okay, I want to retire, and so I need to know what's gonna what has to be done in yeah. order to sell to my employees or sell to my whatever sure, or, sure. or who, who's going to buy the business, sure, right? Because sure. I heard I can sell my business. Um, and so usually that's the business broker gets them and like, whoa, you're like five to seven years away from this. I think you need to start with Brooke. She'll at least get you so that you can take a two week vacation. Um, and then we can start working on the finances. That's so funny. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, though. And for those listening, put in the comments below, are you able to take a two week vacation right now without worrying about everything falling apart? Because if you can't. Yeah, so most people will be able to say they can take a two week vacation, but um, and then and the business will, you know, pay its bills. Right, right, right. right. But can you take a month vacation and have your business grow? Can you take around the world trip? Uh, for six months and actually have your business make more money than it did last year at the same time. Love it. That's, those are the questions that we're asking because your business is virtually um, worth nothing. If your business, if you are the only one that can do what it is that you're doing um, and you haven't prepared a team or prepared the processes to hand over to someone else. Thank you for saying that so gently. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so, so truthfully though, those of you that are listening, you've got to pay attention to this episode because, because Brooke is going to pour some information on you that I think is going to really open your eyes to the fact that if you can't take that six month journey around the world and just check in periodically and things are, are not growing, you're probably not in a position to even exit ever. Like you really aren't. There's so much work that goes into setting up the foundation of a business that operates and that you're operating as opposed to a business that you're in the day-to-day running every facet of the business. Brooke, yeah. how, what other red flag signs do you see? You know, What are some things that you see when people are coming to you without an exit strategy, but are just trying to figure out why can't my business run without me? Okay, so if somebody, if you haven't invested in some sort of a team or some sort of software, yeah, um, those are the first two things that we're looking at. Okay, um, if you don't know what products and services you sell, <laughs> and I say that Whoa. because there's a lot of them. Whoa! Yes, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Oh my god! So, um, I uh, this, uh, just the story. Like, I had a woman come to me. And she was looking to start delegating, right? And to really get a team in place. And as we were going through the list of her products and services, she thought she sold two things. We ended up with 19 service lines, right? So this is when, if you are scaling, like if you're just going gangbusters and all of a sudden, oh, we have a new product. Oh, we have a new product. Oh, we have a new product. Uh, 
99%, you have not thought out that product or how they relate to the other products in your business. Right. So if that's not, if that has not been done, then we know that the financial metrics have not been put into place. Right. So we even know if that service line is worth having. Totally. Totally. No, a hundred percent. I mean, what did Steve Jobs do when he came back to Apple for the third time? It was like, okay, (laughs) why do we have all these freaking products? Let's go to a music player and let's go to a laptop and a desktop, right? I mean, that's what he Mm -hmm. simplified down to three things. What, how do you help them see this though? Because like this woman, bless her heart with 19 products, (laughs) trying to support that. How do you help them see that there is a problem here. Nobody knows what you're doing because I deal with this too. So how, what do you, how do you help them see this? Uh, it, it's, it is really a long process, <laughs> it, especially with 19 products. Yeah. Um, you know, I worked with a gentleman that had one product. He had one service that he provided. There were variations of it, but he had sure. one sure. and we got through his entire business SOP process in five hours. Wow. Right. From marketing to loyalty. We got through his entire funnel in five hours. Wow. Um, And in 10 hours later, we had the entire thing automated where there were quite literally five touch points for any of his clients that came through his business. So he knew when we got done with that process that he needed to hire one person in addition to his admin um, to do what essentially what would replace him. And then he knew at that point, based on his revenue, that yeah. if he had this person, they could quite literally work 40 hours a week right. and they could replace him 100%. He could go out and do more selling if he wanted to, right. or he could step away and just based on his referral business. His business after that 15 hours worth of time yeah. is now a, pack- a, a package with a bow that he could take to his business broker and right. say, I'm ready to retire, find a purchaser. I am so glad you're here and I just wanted to take a few seconds to tell you about a program that we have assembled with a lot of our podcast guests and a lot of people who are listening to the show who are feeling the same way that they do. There's a recurring theme. You'll hear a lot of these founders talk about, I couldn't have done it without my team. I couldn't have done it without a a support group of peers. I couldn't have done it without having someone to talk to that understood my feeling of isolation as an operator of my business. You see, you're not alone. It is hard running a business and it's even harder when you know you can't express all your deepest concerns and frustrations with your executive team. It makes them nervous. It gets them scared. You don't want scared people on your executive team. So where do you turn? The captain's council is where you turn. The captain's council, it is an organization that we are put together with podcast guests, as well as people who are listening, who are in the same boat. You see, peers are the only ones that can give you the type of empathy, the type of advice that only a founder or operator know and understand. Go check it out at captainscouncil.com. I know you're gonna love what you see there. We have put together an organizational structure that has small group settings, a global community of founders and operators, as well as monthly and quarterly in-person events. You're going to love what you see there. I can't wait for you to check it out and enjoy the rest of this episode. Right, right. So, so Brooke, that sounds refreshing. 
let's talk about the bigger scale businesses because I know you work with people across the board and, and our audience is definitely, these are people who are, who are not solopreneurs. These are people that have somewhat of a structure. They've got probably someone helping with marketing, probably someone helping with sales, at least half a dozen to a dozen people doing fulfillment. They don't know where to go next. Like, where do you see the red flags there? All right. So in there, if you are getting from an operation standpoint, if you get consistent um, customer service requests, something's missing, right? If you're getting the exact same questions over and over and over again, yeah. something is missing. Um, and usually that is in your funnel infrastructure, your software. Right. Now right. you could, we, you could definitely find holes in your team. Um, maybe you're in a position where you're trying to scale, but yeah. you don't necessarily know what pieces are broken yeah. um, or what pieces that you could plug people or software into sure. to make it more efficient. Sure. So that's where we, that's where we start. Um, typically with a business of any size, I'm going to, I'm going to come in and we're going to start talking through each one of your service lines. Yeah. And we're going to talk starting with, you know, how do you market it? How do clients come into that, into that service line on the top of the funnel? And then what happens in the sales process? And then what happens in your onboarding process? And then what happens in your loyalty or return phase, right? Or upselling or downselling or, you know, all those different pieces, because most people have not thought through that entire phase. And so their, their staff, the money that they're putting out for their team is not used efficiently because software could probably do most of the redundancies. And then your team can be used to grow you um, and put in other things in place that most of us have that, uh, that list. That's the, I would love list, you know, the the wish list that we never get to. Yeah. Right. And that doesn't matter what size your business is and how many staff members you have. Um, If you have a wish list, of we would love to be able to do that. Most likely you could do that with your current staff if you were optimized. You're probably right. And, and I'm, I'm actually dealing with that right now in my organization. You know, we, we have been uh, going through and trying to assess, you know, are the things that everybody's working on necessary, <laughs> first of all? And, and, and of the things that they're working on, how aligned are they to our, our mission, right? And, uh, and tell me what you think about that, because, you know, I feel like a lot of people think a mission statement is a vision statement. And I'm a firm believer that a mission statement is, you know, if you, if you went and dropped a, a green a platoon of green berets behind a, a red line somewhere and they had a, a, they didn't really know what the mission was. They just knew they were supposed to be the awesomest, best, baddest green berets ever. They would just get there and think, okay, what, are, what what's the objective here? But a mission yeah. statement tells them, hey, we're going to go take out this dictator and save all these children and make the world a better place. That's a mission. How do you help these people identify that and kind of build alignment in their organization? So figuring out what your mission is, uh, a lot of corporate, a lot of large corporate entities think mission is just money. 
Yeah. Um, or money is money is the biggest factor, right? We know that because we need money to have all of this stuff function. Right. But what if, you know, you can be a customer centric um, process with a money mission. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We want our 10% growth, our 30% growth, our hundred percent growth this year. Yeah. All of that is great, but you don't get to that, those growth numbers without having both new income right. as well as cut expenses and all ultimately the efficiency. Right. And Agreed. this is where we can use software to make sure that your the entire process is efficient yeah. and your team is efficient. Um, and you can get, you can hit that mission more clearly, totally right? Yeah. Um, and all of this starts with having documented processes yeah. and updated documented processes. Cause a lot of us will start with something and then have some uh, great team members that come in, stuff gets changed, stuff gets updated, but then there isn't a, um, an audit right. of the whole process. So, you know, I've worked in, you know, big hospitality. That's where I come from. That's my background. Okay. And no, nobody communicates. Communication is the number one thing, place that we fail. Right. 100%. Right. Your sales team is not talking to your marketing team. Yes. Um, you know, your marketing team is saying, hey, we need to know what people are Googling to get us. Yeah. Right. I mean, the yeah. typical Google questions so that we can, you know, do our SEO properly so we can, you know, make sure we're targeting the right things in social and all of the things. Right. And the sales team is like, has no clue what that means. Right. right? Because there's not a consistent terminology between those two people 100%. or between those two teams. And so when marketing talks to sales, sales should be saying like, this is the question we're getting over and over and over again. And there's no reason for it. Totally. Like everybody should already know this when we get on the phone with them. Totally. So let's hammer this to death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing when you're talking, when you're going from sales to onboarding or, you know, to client care, and that this was my biggest issue in the hospitality industry because salespeople would promise the world and then it would be dumped on the support team yep. to figure out how in the heck to make the promises happen so that you don't get bad reviews because of a salesperson promising the world. Yes, yes. Right? You, That's typical across you, the board. <laughs> you are preaching my gospel. I mean, honestly, like silo. So, so the way I see it, and tell me how you see this differently because- the way I see it is as a as a company launches, it's very owner dependent generally. And, and as the owner is like trying to get things going, they end up launching different things. They say different things in a sales pitch. They do things their own unique way. And then now all of a sudden they're launched. They're making money. They start to grow a little bit. But as soon as their reach is gone, they can't now operate the marketing. They can't now operate customer service they can't do all the sales, they can't do product, mm -hmm. you know, development, those four silos, customer success would be another one, you know, as they kind of pull out of those fingers one at a time, now all of a sudden the silos are left to no leadership oftentimes. Uh-huh. And this is why we have a ton of leadership coaches in our world right now. Yes. Yes. And how do you align them though? What What is your practical method of saying, Hey, CEO, here's how you should be operating as a director, not as a 
manipulator of all the, you know, of all these categories. How do you get them to align all these silos into one great mission for the company? So luckily I get to work with all of the people. Love it. So when I'm involved, I'm working with all of the silos yeah. to make sure that we're streamlining processes across the board. Yeah. In yeah. this same conversation, you're, you as the owner need to be developing your leadership skills. Um, and if, because if you have left your company in silos, yep. you are not the CEO that they are looking for right. and you need to put yourself in that position. Right. So, right. um, I am not a leadership coach. Um, I am great at communication. I'm great at getting everybody to, or to talk to everybody in their own language yeah. to make sure that, you know, we can get this project done and we can make sure the company is running smooth and efficient. And that's where I love to live. If you as the owner are having that trouble. I have plenty of leadership coaches in my right. sphere. I'm happy to help you find one that matches both your personality type and the way that you need to be able to manage your team in your industry. I love it. Um, you know, everywhere from the boot camp coach to the, um, you know, nice, what I call um, spiritually petting coaches. Yeah. yeah right. There, there's those everybody's too. different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got different motivators um, and everyone's got different core values and everyone's got a different yep, mission. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so yes, yeah, you... so we just, we just need to make sure that it all works, you know, and that right. you are communicating properly with your team and they are communicating your wishes and your goals and ultimately the mission to their teams. Right. So backing this up to the start where, where we started this conversation, Brooke, you know, exit strategy and its importance and, and, you know, as you see these founders and these operators that you're meeting with start to really understand that in order for me to maximize my exit, I need this, this, and this in place. How does that change their ability to function as a, as a leader or as someone who's driving the show for their company? So if they're already driving the show, stepping, being able to step back doesn't necessarily mean step back. Right. And everybody thinks that an exit strategy means I need to be out of my company and just let it go to nothing right. or let it go to someone else without having any sort of hand in it. Right. And it's actually it's exactly the opposite. You need to set your your team, your teammates, your departments, the entire company up for success right. so that when somebody does purchase it, then they know that they're purchasing something. You can be extremely confident that it's not going to change yep. um, now. It may change in the future and you have, you know, you have to be okay with that. Totally. Um, but you're probably not going to be around at that point, right. even though it's your baby today. I love it. Brooke, this has been such a fun conversation. I, I love conversations with people like you because, you know, too many founders forget that, they're so excited about the launch. They don't think about the destination. They don't think about where the end is for them in that business. You know, one of my first businesses is still in business today. And I'm grateful for that. It's been around since 1999 and it's still operating. It's still in the same little town that I live in right now. And I'm, I love the fact that I can drive past there and see that it's still a thriving operational business, even after I left. If you can't think that way, if you can't 
move yourself that direction. You need to contact Brooke. You need to understand that there are people out there who, who get the game, know how to build your company so that you can exit and, and it will still function. It will still operate. It'll still serve the people you initially set out to serve. Brooke, what are some things that kind of to wrap us up here that you think are absolutely critical for people to be thinking about in exit planning, exit strategy? Number one, understand that exit doesn't mean death, <laughs> right? Every People don't want to think about the exit plan because right. they automatically yeah. think this is, you know, when I have to retire or when I die. Um, now we want, this is what we're doing in your business now is like an insurance policy, Yeah. right? So that if that does happen to you, at least everything is covered and you've taken care of your, uh, your team and your right. clients and all of the things, right? Right, right. Um, this means I want to hire a CEO and I just want to be on the board of directors. Yeah. Right. This yeah. means I want to, um, take my company public, right? You don't have to always be in the driver's seat of everything. So if yep. you are a true entrepreneur, your goal should always start your, or when you start a company, you should always start with the end in mind. Yes. What is it that you want to do? Um, and exit strategy doesn't necessarily just mean selling. Most yep. businesses will not sell, um, yep. just for, just because, you know, whatever. Um, but it's, it means, um, ESOPs selling it to your employees, yeah. right? Um, yeah. what I call, I mean, I'm sure there's different words for all of these things. I call the farmer succession, right? So when you're transferring assets from father to son or from mother to daughter, um, right. or from owner to protege, yeah. Um, there's so many different ways that you can, um, exit your business, Yeah. but ultimately it's all the, the value of that business to you and to the person that would come after you and to your team and your clients and all of the people you affect on a daily basis yeah. is all based on that decision that you make to make sure that your business is sound. Right. And that's what this is all about. Right. I love it. Thank you so much. Honestly, thank you so much. And for those listening, don't make the mistakes that I did in my first exit. I was so rushed. It was so stupid. I, I mean, it was just eagerness to go try something new. And I thought, let's exit. Worst timing, worst terms, very dumb. Talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. You deserve more out of what you've built and you deserve to get a true valuation for what you've put into it. And chances are you're not living to its potential. So, Brooke, thank you so much for your advice. Thanks for the input. And honestly, those of you listening, please take a step back, re-listen to this if you need to, but make sure that you're you're having in your game plan the exit strategy. Brooke, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to who's kind of inspired you to go down this path today? Oh man, I mean, I I love my clients. Um, I love the people that I work with and the business brokers that have taught me so right. many things. Um, and that's, that's where my knowledge comes from, cool. right? I come from, I'm working in the trenches right alongside you. I'm building and scaling a business right alongside you. Um, cool. And that's, this is on the job training and really entrepreneurship is, that's all it is on the job training Love with it. the knowledge that we've built over our life. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that. And I definitely, if anybody decides to pick up the phone or visit us online and, and 
have a call with me, um, I have the resources for you. Love it. So if wherever you're at and wherever you want to be, I'm happy to connect you with someone who can uh, put you exactly where you need to be. Brooke, thank you so much. And for the rest of you, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Growth and Scaling Podcast. We'll see you then. Hey, what did you think of that? What an amazing woman, right? I love the fact that she is so geared on helping people like you. I love helping people like you. She loves helping people like you. It makes the conversation very, very easy to have when we're both talking about something we're passionate about. You are passionate about your business. You need to be thinking about what your next steps are. You need to be thinking about the final steps so that when you get there or if someone surprises you at a left field and says, hey, I want your business, how do you evaluate that? Do you understand how to evaluate your business? Do you understand what changes you can make right now to double or triple the valuation of your business in just a couple of short years? If you don't know the answers to those questions, you have got to figure it out. We talk about this topic a lot in our community in the Captain's Council. If you haven't heard, go to captainscouncil.com and check it out because at the Captain's Council, we have a peer group of other founders and business operators just like you, CEOs, co-founders, founders, who have built a business and are trying to avoid pitfalls, to find community with other people dealing with the same challenges that they are, and essentially putting together a board of advisors that don't cost you hardly anything, but give you great advice as your peers who are actively currently running and operating a business. If you like the sound of that, go check out captainscouncil.com. If you don't like the sound of it, there's something wrong with you. There are so many challenges that we face every day as business operators. I am one, you are one. If you don't have a community of people that you go to, to bounce ideas off of and help hold you accountable to growth metrics, you're not gonna grow as fast as you could with that community. So check it out. It's so much fun. Check out Captain's Council today and keep listening to these podcast episodes because we are here for you. We are building and inviting the best guests that we can so that you can learn more about their experience in growth and scaling and ideally drive you to those next stages of growth that you've been wanting to figure out how to get to. So thanks for being here. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Growth and Scaling Podcast or see you in the Captain's Council community. We'll see you there.